Marys, I make it full. Good, I ain't lying. You little giants, we been defying. Rice. What's the cost? Speed of balls, breaking down the walls. We all lean once the coin guitars. Got the pound of action, never acting. No need to scramble to get traction. We make it happen. From three fours to four three. The founder of Slapdick Podcast, Slapdick uh, Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars, and the author of uh, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown. Straight, no chaser, real raw and uncut. Coach, every time you come on, I laugh, I learn something, and then I fear that somebody's going to be incredibly pissed off with what you said. All around hustlers. Make no mistake about it. I've done this a long time. Try to eliminate this soft society we have. There's legend. Hey, me now, love me later, like my book says. This was presented by Slapdick Whiskey. Hey, Hell yeah. Hey, Slapdick yeah. Whiskey's good. So are the Stogies. Some real talk, real good flavor on these things, and the burn is excellent. Beautiful burn. Okay. Yes, sir. Slapdick Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars. Be true to yourself and see if, if if some shit changes for the for the worse or for the better. They asked me to do a podcast. They said, let's call it the Slapdick Podcast. What up, what up? Real Coach JB, another day, another dollar. So you might as well holler. Here for a Work Boo Wednesday on the Slapdick Podcast, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm starting my new format, trying it out this week. And uh, next week, it's looking like we're going to go five days a week. Um, trying to grow the station, man. Get it going. So, um, but this show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Make sure you guys are going on over to the website, trying it out, betonline.ag. And uh, use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. It will soon be slapdick. So make sure I'm making sure you understand it, it will soon be slapdick as your uh, promo code. So want to make sure you guys know that. We also got a new sponsor for the Slapdick Podcast. It's uh, NordVPN. So I don't know if you guys know about the VPN business, but they reached out to the Slapdick Podcast. So I'm going to let them. We're going to try it out. So I want to call this in and, and let you guys uh, check it out. But grab your exclusive Nord, N-O-R-D, VPN deal by going to NordVPN.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. Or use the code believe B L E A V to get up to seventy percent off your Nord VPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk free with Nord's thirty day money back guarantee. Go check it out. If you don't know nothing about VPN, I just started learning, so that's why I'm interested when they reached out. So we're gonna check it out. So the Slapdick Podcast has Nord VPN. It has betonline.ag and we'll probably get manscape back again um starting next month um when we turn this uh platform over um got a new camera if you haven't noticed a little 1080p camera so it's a little clear plus you know um it is absolutely crazy out here right now in socal the wind is like 60 miles an hour it's ripping my fucking overhead uh Sun protection, like, uh, you know, I put those, like, nice little hanging, floating hanging things up. And it's ripping them motherfuckers out of my fucking uh, eaves, man. It's crazy. Look at uh, all the dogs are in here spooked. 
Callie hates the wind. So uh, this motherfucker's scared. You ain't your daddy wasn't scared, boy. You better not be no damn scary. So anyway, um, Ash is over here scared. That wind, that wind is spooking his ass. Um, it actually ain't spooking Ash. It's spooking the rest of the dogs. But Ash is all right. Um, work boot Wednesday, man. I'm here to get you over hump day. That's what I'm doing. Monday was merciless Monday. Take no mercies on all them fucking ESPN shitbirds. Today is work boot Wednesday. Get you over the hump. Get you through your day. Whoever's listening out there. So, quote of the day, man. I got quote of the day. Don't jump the gun due to gossip. Don't jump the gun due to gossip. How many fat motherfucking feet are being put in fat motherfucking mouths every day? How many times do we have to say, take your foot out your mouth? Why do you want to put your foot in your mouth, man? We make so many fucking judgment speculating, assumption. We do so much of that. Give me this. Go lay down. We do so fucking much speculating and anointing that it is a, it is a fucking travesty, in my opinion. And we keep take, having to take our foot out of our mouth. Well, stop putting it in there. Don't jump the gun due to gossip. All of us want to hear gossip. We hear this fucking fake news. We hear motherfuckers on... Social media talking. We hear people on ESPN and then they go out and then you guys go on Twitter and think it's real and report it and say it. And then you come and find out it's not real and you have to back out <laughs> like dog. Calm the fuck down. That shit is crazy. Anyway, all my YouTubers are in the house. I appreciate you. Um, much love. Please subscribe, become a member to the show. We got to grow it. We got to get more members. It's $1.99, y'all. Go out there and pay the $1.99. Y'all pay fucking $20 a fucking day on Starbucks, probably. You can give $1.99. And like I said, the new format's going to grow. I got a few calls from some people today that actually thought the, the format I thought of and came up with with a live video calling was kind of... Uh, they said ingenious. I don't think it's fucking the first person to do it, but we're going to try it out and see how it goes. I think a lot of scared motherfuckers that are coming in on the show, they'd rather call on the phone because their motherfuckers are some cowardly tweeting keyboard fucks. But we're going to find out. And, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to find out um, today. But anyway, uh, Work Boot Wednesday. Quote of the day, as you see, is on the screen. You also see the new ticker on the bottom. It actually has everything that we're going to talk about today in there, including everything else that I do on a fucking daily basis. So if you want a cameo shout out of me motherfucking you or just calling you a slap dick or giving you a birthday inspirational speech, reach out to me on cameo. You want some slap dick whiskey? By the way, it's two o'clock on the West Coast. I'm already sipping. Fuck it. Um. CoachJBStore.com. Get you some whiskey. And the new merch is coming out very soon. Possibly the end of this week. Even the ladies line of slap dick merch. So make sure you stay tuned to CoachJBStore.com. As the merch will be there. The, the, the bill of check. Cut off hoodies. Um, trucker hats. Visors. Beanies. We got it all. Even the ladies' boy shorts and tanks. Hey! Um, 
even the, the, the ladies' sweet sleepwear, tanks, boy shorts. It's a great day to have a great day right on the ass of that motherfucker, women. So, single ladies, married ladies, it don't matter. If you wear boy shorts and you want it's a great day to have a great day on them motherfuckers, hey! Then you're going to buy them. Hey, man, it's a slapdick podcast right now until I figure my dogs out, so I apologize. Um, hey, shut up! So, anyway, um, don't jump the gun, do the gossip. Stop fucking speculating, j- ladies and gentlemen. Holy shit. Got a great show for you today, though. Um, my boy Spree with the West Coast uh, track. That was not it. Um, we all know that's that That's that West Coast. Um, a lot to talk about, obviously. Um, and uh, got a lot of new little features that we're working on on the platform that you see there if you're on YouTube or on our deal so um got the title of the show got the quote of the day and we also have a new segment which will have a trivia section at the end with a live caller and if you get the answer um correct as you're live i'll give you a slapdick whiskey bottle Signed, I will ship you out a slapdick bottle of whiskey signed personally. Um, and then I also have some gear to give away. All right. So I'll be doing giveaways as we grow the show. I'll, I have some uh, slapdick hoodies here, slapdick t-shirts. They're actually whatever sizes I have in-house. So hopefully whoever gets the questions right um, fit the fucking apparel that I have on me. But we'll check it out and see. Um, so... A lot to discuss, a lot to get into. Um, I'm going to go into uh, pull up the chat. Um, we're going to get in here and uh, check it out. I get into it as soon as I get in here. And uh, yeah, there's a lot to discuss, man. I got obviously you see the ticker down here. We're going to talk about Tom Brady and Tom Brady retiring for the 12th time. Um, and. Uh, we're going to get into it. Mids Plugs is always the guy that's in here. I uh, appreciate you, Mids Plugs. Mids Plugs, you in here, you always start some shit on YouTube. You, you better become a fucking member. You talk all that shit. Um, but anyway, if you're a member, it should pop up, and I should see my tag on you, but it doesn't show it. I should have a JB um, logo. It does on my end, but it doesn't on your end, so... We'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. But anyway, um, we'll see what happens. Mids plugs, I'm sure we're going to have a lot to discuss here um, on your take and my take and everybody's take as far as the floor is, deal, and everything else. But we'll get to it. Just starting to show out 15 minutes in. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of slap dicks here and, uh, make sure you're liking, hitting the like button, hit the bell notification and hit the fucking join now, become a member and, uh, fucking, we're going to get into it. Um, lots to discuss. I think it's a good show, even though I don't even script nothing. We're going to just chop it up. I actually used the chat. I was telling someone earlier I use the uh, the chat to engage and come up with topics live. 
And uh, that's just the best way to go about shit, in my opinion. That makes the show real. So hopefully we're here to grow it. And uh, a lot of you guys have been here since day one, going on two years, I want to say, since me and my boy Spree started the Slapdick Podcast, right when we got sponsorships and a few other people invested in it. And now we're growing. We're getting it. It is getting bigger by far, and it's not even something I use um, that I do daily. But I'm going to put some more effort into it. That's why I think we're going to go five days a week. We're going to grow this thing, put some thought into it. You know, I'm just doing it just for shits and giggles, man, because I do a million things. But we're going to try to get this thing going and uh, see what happens. Yes, I did predict the Bengals playing the Rams in the Super Bowl over six weeks ago. I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl seven months ago. Um, does that make me a fucking pro? No, I'm not. I'm a horrible picker because the game's so soft now. You don't ever know who's playing week in, week out. So I, I bet you Vegas has lost their ass. But we're gonna get into some betting shit. Um, has anyone noticed the shortage of shit on in stores? Have, have any? Has anyone noticed the shortage on shit on the shelves in stores? Holy fuck, man. Um, are they starving our asses out along with like a fake vaccine or what? <laughs> I think they're trying to starve us out, dog. Hey, trip this. My boy posted on the thing. Um, is there a shortage on pretzels? And I responded. I said, there is a shortage on fucking Nutter Butters. There ain't no Nutter Butters nowhere. Am I the only motherfucker that eats Nutter Butters? Please let me know. Has anyone else noticed the Nutter Butter shortage in your stores near you? Please let me know. Dog, you can't tell me there's no conspiracy into all this shit. Like... I think there's some true uh, strategic planning going on here that is fucking us. And motherfucker, there's going to be a civil war around this motherfucker, man. No butter butters in Texas, Lucy? What the fuck is going on? I don't know. There's 60 mile an hour winds here in SoCal, and it's fucked up. It's fucking destroying my pretty backyard right now. I'm going to have to go out there and fucking revisit half drunk when I'm finished with this show in a few hours. And, uh, hey! So anyway, um, we got a lot of slapdick situations going on here. Dogs fighting. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, so... Shane Bailey says we will need the government. <laughs> hey, dog. We got a lot of problems. A lot of issues going on, and I don't know where to begin. But anyway, has anyone heard about the fucking Washington Commanders? Now, I just want to make sure we're talking about this. Mids plug, me and you are going to have to talk here in a minute. I don't vote. To get off subject. See, that's what fucks me up. I look at the tr- at the at the chat, and then I get out of. I start getting out of context. Um, make sure you become a member and join the Slapdick Podcast, my channel here on fucking um, YouTube. Um, I don't vote. 
people be like, well, you're the problem then, coach. Listen, man, this ain't no, I'm not saying I'm a genius, and I'm not saying my daddy was a genius. He was probably, skin was full of whiskey when he told me this. But I got to be real. Lisa, you better be a member. Talking about them Washington Commanders. Um, I got to be honest. We got a problem, Houston. We got a real fucking problem because I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm independent thinking, motherfucker. And until the president wins by one motherfucking vote, I ain't voting. Now, you can all say, well, coach, if everybody says that, then we're fucked. Well, everybody ain't saying it. I'm saying that shit. (laughs) I ain't voting ever unless a president wins this motherfucker by one vote. When that happens, I'll fucking apologize to the world. Shit, I might fucking run for president around this motherfucker. The way shit Kanye can run, shit, fuck it. I ain't got the money, but shit, I'll see if I can throw a GoFundMe out there or something. Get a backing. See if I can get a couple hundred thousand followers and shit and say, fuck it. Let's go out here and, 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 and raise some cheese. Get a real motherfucker on the fucking whatever they call it. Fucking Oval Office. Anyway, this is a slapdick type of day. I got a lot to discuss. I got a lot to talk about. We're going to discuss it all. Um, I got a few new videos up for when I take breaks. And different things like that. So this is one of those times because I'm going to go grab my dogs out this wind that they're scared of and shut the door because it's loud as fuck. And stay tuned. Everybody hit the like button. Just subscribe. Hit the join button. I'll be back in two minutes. And the cancel culture of the world and the politically correct people and the soft asses of the world, they are really truly expecting you not to talk back. And that's why this title of this show is Talk and I'll Talk Back. I'm going to talk back to you, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck if it's in public or wherever. Now, I've never had an issue in public by a fan. It's uh, it's really crazy. And I would bet money that I've probably ran into folks that have talked shit to me on Twitter in person. And they suck my dick in person. But on Twitter, they're straight gangbangers. (laughs) That is what's funny about it. Um, I guarantee you that's true for most folks that it, that's in this room right now. All you guys have ran in. All right, let's get it cracking. Woo. We're about to get this party started. Um, don't jump the gun. Do the gossip. Motherfuckers always got a fucking some story to say when they don't even know the fucking truth. Um, the most criminal motherfuckers in the office are politi- I mean, in the world are politicians and priests. We already discussed this. You know, I talk about it all the time. Um, so, you know, we're going to discuss the Brian Flores. Everyone's talking about it. Lisa, you're damn right. I'll turn the Oval Office into a straight cigar lounge and a titty bar. <laughs> Shit. When, when Russia and them comes over... Them motherfuckers going to walk into a titty bar with with stogies. And we're going to talk the real shit. Like, if I'm going to fuck you up, Russia, 
Because by that time I'm in there, shit, we're going to have straight riders on the front line. We ain't going to have these bitch old tight skinny jean wearing motherfuckers they got now. But anyway, I just wanted to ask if anyone was thinking that we're getting starved out by our favorite uh, novelty items. You know what I'm saying? You know, ladies out there, is, is there a shortage on dildos around this motherfucker? Because I, shit, because I sure know there's a shortage on vagina. Shit, I'm gonna keep it real. You know why? Cause I ain't fucking with y'all. You motherfuckers got COVID. Y'all got crazy. Y'all got all kind of shit. I've dealt with the craziest broads in America in the last few few months. Not that I'm fucking with them. I'm just saying. Period. I'm like, holy shit, is COVID fucked y'all brains up? And I, ladies, I hear the men are off the chain. I hear these motherfuckers are so weird. But anyway, um, Tom Brady retired again. God damn, dog. Can y'all motherfuckers please let the people who are doing the deed announce it themselves? Can the motherfucker please retire himself? He earned the right to retire. The motherfucker played 22 years. Do we have to get seven retweets or seven tweets from Adam Schefter? Who was wrong, apparently. And all these other motherfuckers, like... <laughs> it's It just further proves that we live in a retweet and who has the most likes world. Not facts and reality. Like, why is that? Like, I, I really don't get that. So many people are so quick to get the retweet and the like for being the first motherfucker to report something. That they lose focus... On the truth. And the truth is, Tom Brady probably would have liked to retire himself. And I don't doubt Schefter and them knew he was retiring. Because obviously, I, I think they knew or it wouldn't have happened, right? Because Brady could have came out and said, fuck you, I'm not retiring. And fucked him up bad. But I think that once they reported it and it leaked from his house, in, inside his team, um, I believe, I believe fucking... Tom Brady got pissed because he wanted to release it himself. And that's what my personal opinion is. So, I don't know. Um, we'll see. But we don't live in a facts and reality world. And I'm going to discuss that today here on Work Boot Wednesday. Get you guys over the hump um, as my slapdick dogs are here and uh, over here fucking around. Super Bowl prices. Has anyone seen the prices of the Super Bowl? Has anyone seen it? I want to make sure I want to bring this graphic up. Okay. I want to bring this graphic up to you. Um, I want you to see this. Can everyone see that? Hey, dude. No. Can everyone see that? I think the cheapest price is $6,500. Now, I know we're in LA, dog. I get it. Like, the the NFC Championship game in LA was ridiculous. But look at this shit. Like, I just want to make sure that there's a hundred thousand cats out there that can afford these prices. Are you sure we got a fucking? Are you sure we we broke around this motherfucker? I would love to know everybody here buying a ticket. If I had the cheese of twenty four thousand nine hundred fifty dollars to spare, I wouldn't do it. But there's this many folks out there that have the money to spare 
So somebody's going to pay this amount of money, right? Look at this. Look at this price right here. $39,428. He, he's, he's on the second tier, dog. Like, <laughs> I was looking at this shit, and I'm like, damn, the bargain in this motherfucker, the bargain, to be real, is right here. $8,370. That is the best ticket in the game right there. If you look at the arrow where it is, to me, that's the best ticket in the place. But anyway, I just wanted to talk about that fucking prices of that shit. I, I, I really don't get it. The, La, the, Ra, the Raider Ram game was off the chain, but goddamn, the Super Bowl is going to be that much. First of all, there's not, I bet you half the fucking attendance ain't even from LA. They're all fucking from flying in. So you're spending probably a few grand on flights, a few grand with hotels, a few grand with travel, food, and cars. And then you got to go spend 30 racks on a fucking ticket. Like you're spending a, a, a motherfucker's salary at the Super Bowl. A mids plug. Not only are we riddled with homeless, which we lead the country in homeless, California. But not only California, three top cities in the country are all in California. L.A., Frisco, and San Diego. The three largest, the three largest homeless populated cities are in, Cal are in California. Um... Eli Hoffman responded to Mitt's plug and said, crime too. <laughs> Good. Thanks a lot, Sherlock's fucking homeboy. I appreciate you pointing out LA has a bad crime rate. <laughs> hey, guess what? We've been the leader of the crime uh, murder capital for a long time. And then people like Chicago, St. Louis... Other cities wanted to be like us, and guess what? They started to do. They started to fucking kill people and rob people and shit like that that we've been doing for a long time, too. But it has nothing to do with the fucking Super Bowl prices. I just wanted you to know. But thanks for pointing that out, that we live in a crime and bomb-infested uh, state and city. Um, I still wouldn't live anywhere else in the world, just so you know. Now, I, I, would, I would buy somewhere else and have a place. I just don't know if any there's anywhere like Cali. Because if you're from Cali, you know. If you're not from here, it's easy to fucking critique and talk shit and all that old shit. It is what it is. You get drugged through the mud where you're from, you defend where you're from. It is what it is. Each his own. People defend Chicago. People defend St. Louis. People defend Detroit. Wherever you're from is where you're from. And it's all each his own. Different strokes with different folks. Um, I respect every neighborhood. Um... In every place I've ever go to. Um, but there are worse places than L.A. right now, just so we know. But I do believe they all try to be like L.A. Um, I'm not defending it or condoning it or glorifying it. It's fucked up, but you, you defend it because you're from there. Um, somebody here said something. I don't know. Oh, 2.09er. Said people in LA brag about bad crime just like JB did. Not really. We don't brag about it ever. But I know you, your ass wouldn't come here 
and say that shit. That's the th- see. That's the problem. You guys all talk that shit, but you you don't you don't you don't you don't back it up. You don't walk the walk. You talk the talk on YouTube and Twitter. <laughs> anyway, we actually were in it. Like we've seen things. Like it, it's a real thing. It's a real fucking thing. We're not just talking about it. Um, Super Bowl prices. Mids plug to go back to you because we have a relationship of disagreeing, which create great conversation. By the way. Um, I want to discuss the fact that Skid Row is literally on the street where SoFi Stadium is. <laughs> um, that is the homeless capital of America, and it's literally on the same street as SoFi. So. Yes, there is a very bad situation going on, but it, it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, I've been to Hotel Cecil. I have never stayed there, no. Hey, dog, I'm not, I'm not a bougie motherfucker, if you haven't noticed. I don't go places and stay there just because I have the money. Fuck no. I don't, I don't give the rich more money. <laughs> I, I give the poor more money. Um, I don't give the rich more money. I never have. I never will. I will never fucking support a motherfucker who lives there, even though it's not Cecil's Hotel Cecil's motherfucking fault that there's, um, you know, 50,000 or 100,000 uh, homeless people on Skid Row. But at the same time, someone's got to fucking start somewhere and, and say, I'm cutting you off, motherfucker. And I'm a little person. I ain't nobody. Um, anyway, after the whole Flores situation here on work boot Wednesday that I know we're going to get into and talk about all this stuff. Has anyone discussed this issue? Has anyone even thought of it? I want to make, I want, I want to ask the 107 people on YouTube. Have you guys even thought of this? Um, is FanDuel or DraftKings excluded from a lawsuit? Coach JB, why you mean why you say that? Has anyone even discussed the fact that if this whole drama that has come out to fruition today between Hugh Jackson coming out, um, between Marvin Lewis coming out, and Ruben Flores with the Browns, Dolphins have taking money motherfuckers have been taking money i don't know if you guys saw the reports but hugh jackson came out and said basically he was getting paid to tank games have you guys seen this um have has anyone seen this well is that if that's the case dog you don't think FanDuel and DraftKings is in that shit you don't think DraftKings and FanDuel profited like a motherfucker out of that shit? I don't know. I was just sitting here thinking about it like, shit, sitting here thinking. You don't think FanDuel and DraftKings may have profited from a Hugh Jackson situation? I was just listening to RG3 talk, and he said that the Browns, he was on the Browns team that Hugh Jackson supposedly now is in part of tank tanking. And uh, he said they got rid of a bunch of veteran players that year 
when they could have helped him win. And he's like, why, why are we getting rid of these motherfuckers? And now that this came out, he thinks that might be a real deal. But if that's real, holy fuck, dude. I would get in that class action lawsuit. I know I was betting on that motherfucker around that time. Um, but shit, that's crazy. Hey, you talking about corruption at its finest. You talking about they took the outcomes out of the player's control. Remember, remember, we were just talking about this the other day. People talking about Coach JB is NFL rigged. And I said, fuck, no, it's impossible to rig a game. There's no way in the world a player can fake and an, an, an actually fucking point shave or any of that. This t- takes my whole thought process over the edge. Now I'm like, well, they took it out of the player's fucking hands. They took this shit out of the player's hands and put it into the coaches and 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 and, and refs' hands. I, you can't coach a game and tank it without having some help from some refs or some other folks. And that isn't very, very fucking interesting. I just throwing it out there, man. I love all the people that intertwine here on YouTube. Um, I appreciate you. I read a couple chats here. Somebody said something. Um, somebody said something. I want to go back to his. Uh, let's see. Tim Paris said, I'm already drinking. <laughs> oh, Mark Minton. I don't know who you are. He said, everyone wants a handout, probably like yourself. <laughs> Alan, I, I was literally laughing at that shit. That motherfucker said, I want, a, I want handouts. Holy shit. I don't even know what to say, dog. I'm not. I'm not even gonna say nothing about it, Mark Minton. Uh, <laughs> Mark, I'm not even gonna say nothing. Become a member, dog. Shit. Um, I, I'm a. I'm trying to change. I'm trying to change my. Uh, my. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to change. I'm trying to change my response to people. Um. Uh, Polly, you ain't lying, dog. I always see negative shit. I guess that's growing up um, where I grew up. I always see negative shit. And you know what? That has catapulted me when I went into coaching. Mark said he was referring to someone else. So when I went into coaching, you know, whether I won a game or lost a game, Alan is in here. He can contest. He can attest. So can TJ, who is former players of mine in the show. Um, I can, they can attest, Alan, TJ, please let everybody know, was I different if we won or lost or was I the exact same motherfucker? Cause to me, if you win a game, you're supposed to win the game. And I used to preach that to the players. If you lose the game, you should be pissed and, but you have to get over that shit. You got to get over that shit in 24 hours time or you're going to affect players and coaches. And so... Nah, he wasn't talking to me, uh, Mark Minton. So I apologize for saying that. But Alan will tell you, we're the same dudes, man. 
And that was the what I wanted to get through to the kids because at the end of the day, I knew that those games were going to be contested. I knew those games were going to be hard. And I knew the harsh realities of the real world were going to hit my black players, 99% of them, in the mouth. And now people on Netflix and everyone that saw the show, they don't now they get to see, oh, this motherfucker, was, that's why he was hard on the players. See, I was harder on the black players than the fucking white players. And they'll say, why is that? Well, because I'm not. See, I had black coaches that were soft on my black players, and I used to have to motherfuck them because I had to tell them, man, like, you don't understand, dog. Don't be soft on them because you know it's going to be hard in the real world on them. You already know that as a black man, right? And they'll say, yeah, coach, that's why. I think that's why. And I go, I know that's why. But you cannot do that because you're now setting them up for failure, as a black man kissing and sucking the dicks of a young black kid as a coach to a player, you're now fucking enabling that youngster. See, you call me what you want to call me, dog, but the bottom line is I was the same asshole to every motherfucker. White, black, brown, I don't give a fuck. I'm the same dude. The issue is I take a little bit one-on-one discussions with my guys to a different level and based on who they are. Now, mind you, I was a broke motherfucking white dude living in a car growing up with not a really a lot of help. Black males and females helped me get through it. I don't know if we could say the same about a lot of cats nowadays, but that's a whole nother discussion. Um, we're going to get into it on uh, Friday. On Fearless Friday. But I got a lot to discuss. I got a fucking, I think a lot of good shit I'm trying to come up and think about. I appreciate everybody there being on, becoming a new member of the show. Because that is going to get you live and in tune right here on the fucking Slapdick Podcast. Live with me. And whoever I choose to ask the, and I'm going to post the trivia question on the screen, but I'm going to be talking to you live. And if you can answer it now, listen, I'm only giving you a couple seconds. I ain't letting you Google that shit. Motherfucker. You're going to get a couple seconds to answer the question live on the screen. And I'm going to have you put both hands up. Like I'm arresting your motherfucking ass. So you can't Google shit. See, I'm an innovative motherfucker. I'm thinking about shit as we go, how to figure out how you not to cheat around this motherfucker to give you a bottle of slapdick because this shit is legit. Fuck no, Lisa. I ain't watched them motherfucking shows. Um, does Urban Meyer get a job before Ruben Flores? I wouldn't be surprised at all. Compare the two. Compare the two. One owner tells a coach to lose games and he's to be paid. One goes to the chop house and don't fly back and refuses to do so. You know, one has some integrity and wants the best for his players. One could give a fuck less, but I would bet dollars to dimes that Urban Meyer is back on TV or on the field before Ruben Flores. I agree with Mid's plug. I think that Ruben fucked himself by law suing uh, NFL. NFL is the largest conglomerate in the world. Um, 200 million eyeballs will be on the Super Bowl, the most watched single event in history of television every single year. 
and on a one day see it's argued that Super Bowl Monday should be a holiday it should be a holiday um Brian Flores thank you JF cakes you got to become a member now because if you correct me I'm gonna hire a motherfucker just to correct all the fuck-ups that I do um Brian Flores at least had a little bit of integrity. Now, you can argue how good of a coach the motherfucker is, but I'm going to combat all these talks here later on in the show because we're, we're discussing, uh, we're discussing uh, Work Boot Wednesday. Um, no, I would not prefer the Super Bowl to be on a Saturday. I prefer it to be on the Sunday. I prefer you give off America from the workforce on Monday. Give Monday off, dog. Does anyone in here, can you raise your fucking hand like the good subordinates you are and let me know what's the most work, most missed day of work and school of the year? What day is it? I know everybody's going to know now. It's the day after the Super Bowl. How many motherfuckers are fucked up beyond recognition? How many people travel? How many people go to parties? The Monday after the Super Bowl is the most missed day of work, called in day of sick of Super Bowl. So why not just give it off? Fuck it. Give it off. Justin, if you agree, then become a member, motherfucker. So... Tim Parrish, Tim Parrish, you weren't a member? What the fuck? So, does Urban Meyer get a job before Brian Flores? I'm not surprised at all. Cincinnati, you guys are ahead of the curve. That's why you're in the fucking Super Bowl, dog. See what I'm saying? Give it up. Sean Williams, how do you become a member? I have no fucking idea, dog. You got to uh, hit join. <laughs> I think you hit join or become a member or something. I think you need to have a uh, desktop, though. I'm not sure. But somebody in here in the chat will help you out. 115 people in here. Hit the fucking like button. Hit the subscribe. Become a member button as we're growing this motherfucking channel. Um, I know Urban will be on TV soon. Even the white girl that he grabbed her, her you know, her asshole, she'll be on the motherfucker, too. Um. Houston Texans. I want to make sure I reach out to the Houston Texans right now. If you, I got a great kid playing for the Houston Texans. Dan Jackson, shout out to you for becoming a member of the Slapdick Pod. Lonnie Johnson, a uh, great kid who played for me in Garden City. He's at the Houston Texans safety corner. Um, shout out to you. But I'm talking to the Houston Texans organization. Let's just keep it funky, 100, all the way. Keep it real. Even if y'all racist-ass motherfuckers don't want to listen, it will help you sell tickets, and it'll make your sorry asses look good. Or look better. Let's say that. Look better, because your motherfuckers are horrible. It'll make you look better. So why not? Hire Brian Flores right now. Hire Brian Flores right now, Houston Texans. Like, why not? 
You have the opportunity to make a splash today as this motherfucker suing the NFL. Fuck it. People sue organizations they work for or in all the time. Don't let that discourage your sorry asses. You motherfuckers are horrible. You have fucked yourself. I don't know if anyone listening or anyone that's on YouTube understands this, but they have fucked themselves. Because right before Brian Flores filed this class action, the Texans had come out and said Brian Flores is a finalist for their job. Brian Flores' lawyer, who looks like a fucking total special ed idiot on ESPN today. First of all, you don't really come out and talk. I didn't come out and talk when I had eight felonies pending. Did you notice that? And Stephen A. and ESPN had reached out to me to come on ESPN that morning of my allegations and talk. And I had to tell Stephen A. on the phone, I will call you back. I had to tell my lawyer. This is a true story. I had to tell my lawyer. And you, I, I swear I would love to bring my lawyer on here, my, who's my agent, by the way. Pro Star Agency. Look him up. Great dude. Paul Sheehy, John Baker, former uh, teammate of mine, played for the Cowboys. Um, I called him, and then they told me, absolutely, 100% not. <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to be honest. In retrospect, and I didn't put this in my book, but I will put it in my second book. I would have did it. I would have ignored them. Because in my opinion, I love those guys to death. I And they know what the fuck they're doing, trust me. They helped me get off eight felonies. Um, allegations of bullshit and fuck my life pretty much for a couple years. But, you know, the hustler and willing to say fuck you motherfucker that I am, I obviously beat it. Thank God and everybody that rooted for me. But, by the way, I didn't need your help. <laughs> I didn't need you to root for me because I have that drive in myself. But I do appreciate you guys that do vote for me, root for me. Let me tell you something and keep it 100. I would have went on that motherfucker and told Stephen A. the real. See, that's, the, that's what they did not want. They didn't want me to go on that motherfucker and say the real and what happened. And it would have been a huge deal. But anyway, I listened to him like the subordinate I am, and I didn't fucking do it. But I wish, in retrospect, I would have did it if I could do it again. Um, I should have went on that motherfucker. But it is what it is, right? So to this day, though, me and Stephen A. haven't got along. Now you guys kind of see and know the story um, of why we don't get along. But, you know... Texans has an opportunity to make a fucking splash in their horrible organization, and you can hire Brian Flores now. See, their fuck his his attorneys looked horrible, and I, I've never heard of a motherfucker that has a filed a lawsuit versus the largest conglomerate in the world come out on ESPN as a as a as a legal team and talk. I've never seen that. That's fucking asinine. So, but at the same time. You guys came out two days ago and said Brian Flores is a finalist for the Texans' head coaching job, and then Brian Flores' lost lawyers hit a hit a hit a lawsuit. Bam! Well, that just fucked you, Houston Texans. And I'm giving free game out to everybody out there that's like, really? Yeah, dog. Because now, if you don't hire Brian Flores, you're just a part of the problem, not the solution. You just have fucking castrated your motherfucking selves. I would make a hire, whether your racist asses want to hire a, br a brother or not. 
Make the motherfucking hire. Hire Brian Flores. And let's get it cracking. Hire Brian Flores. And let that motherfucker continue his suit. It ain't had nothing to do with you. And let's let's get it going. That's what I do. I would I would do. Because it'll sell tickets. You'll get some fucking fans in your seats. And Deshaun Watson, if he beats the 4,400 cases of fucking sexual assault or whatever, jacking me off as a masseuse or whatever the fuck they did, you got a quarterback there, too, who would probably love to play for the brother. (sighs) I'm just saying. Um, So let's discuss the Belichick text messages, all right? (laughs) Oh, shit. All you motherfuckers out there, become a member. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Don't be a slapdick, man. Um, please don't be. You is slapdick pretty Why much. Why you calling me slapdick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. <laughs> <laughs> you is. Mids Plug says, Byron Leftwich would run laps around all these coaches. How do you know? How do you know, Mids Plugs? See, that's the problem. See, we put our foot in our mouth. And I like Ms. Plugs, man. Ms. Plugs comes out and he's not scared to fucking combat me on topics and do things like that. But how do you know Brian Leftwich would run laps around these motherfuckers? That's the problem we have in society, dog. You don't know that. Byron Leftwich has never been a head coach. By the way, Byron Leftwich was my host at Marshall University when I was a JUCO player. And I was... Actually, I'm older than him. I was an older Juco kid. I think I'm a year or two older than Byron. Maybe three years. I don't know. But we had a lot of talking. And the guy is an offensive genius, Mids Plug said. See, this is a perfect segue to discuss something that's not on my discussion board today. So I have to train my alcoholic mind to... Make sure I remember whatever the fuck I was trying to talk about later on. And make sure that Eric Wachlowski can spell the enemy correctly. And address Mids Plug. All right? Mids Plug. Do you realize that that's that's B.A.'s offense? I I just want to make sure you understand. Remember, dog, I'm not saying I'm somebody big, but I do have a few buddies that coach there. I do have a lot of buddies that coach in the league. I do have a lot of players playing. I know for 1,000%, but I don't blast them out. See, I don't like to blast out Eric. I mean, I grew up with Eric. I don't like to blast out Eric that he may call 10% of a football game. I don't want to let you guys know that. I don't want to call out Byron Leftwich and say that he may call 30% of the game. You do realize B.A.'s wearing a lot of fucking equipment for a reason, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to make sure you guys understand. A lot of these motherfuckers, dog, it's all a facade. Coaches title guys to get them jobs. And we're going to get into all that here shortly, and I hopefully I can combat Mids plugs earlier statements about this whole Brian Flores thing. 
because I'm going to get into why Brian Flores is right. I'm going to play devil's advocate, and but I'm going to actually keep it real and get into a whole other thing. Lisa, hush your mouth, girl. I'm just fucking with you. Lisa's out here talking shit, said I'm buzzed. I'm not buzzed at all, by the way. But cheers to everybody. All right, so I want to discuss... Ms. Plug said that Leftwich would run laps around this motherfucker. Well, you, we don't know that. He is an unproven commodity. He's never been a head coach ever anywhere. But yet, we're so quick to anoint motherfuckers. It's amazing to me. Like, I really don't get people's logic. Like, even Ms. Plug saying that. Like, dog, are you shitting me? Yes, Andy Reid called that bonehead play. What do you mean? Do you think the OC can call a play on uh, in that situation over the head coach? Like, hold on, dog. The head coach has fucking full autonomy. He could call a timeout or kick a field goal, right? Or take a knee, kick down it, and kick a field goal, right? Or plan on that shit the down before, right? <sighs> Brady don't call the plays, bro. God damn. You guys are all living on cloud nine. How many slapdick bottles have you guys drank? <coughs> Holy fuck. Anyway, we're going to get into all this shit. All right. Just stay with me, everybody. Greg Floyd, you better come a member, dog. So let's discuss the Belichick text messages. Before I talk about how many people put their foot in their fucking mouths because they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Because this lane requires some experience. And a lot of people jump into this lane without ever having experience when they should stay in their own fucking lane. That's the problem. No offense, Mids Plug, but you just said this motherfucker has no who has no experience would run laps around motherfuckers that have, that have experience. See, the problem is this is not college. This is not college football. But I'm going to get into it. I want to stop right there because I can't get ahead of myself. I have discussions I want to talk about that's in the back of this fucking genius mind of mine. So, um, I don't know if Belichick did it on purpose, okay? There's rumors out there. Belichick text messaged Brian Flores on purpose. It would not surprise me one bit that he calculated just he calculated it just as he does in every fucking thing he does in life. But he could have made the accidental mistake of a lifetime. What do you mean, Coach JB? Bill Belichick either could have either organized and schemed the greatest mistake of our lifetime that changes the hiring practices in a league dominated by black players and white owners. Coach JB, elaborate. Whether Belichick schematically did that on purpose, calculated it on purpose, and sent that message knowing Brian Flores would blow it up and it would lead to what's happened in the last 24 hours. Or if he did it by accident, quote-unquote accident. It could change the hiring practice in the NFL that is dominated by minorities on the football field. 
but lacks minorities in the front office and on the sideline in khakis and polos, not in gear. See, that's the problem with people's perspective. I don't really know what he did and don't care what he did. Either way, I think he is going to go down in football lore as making this transitional fucking rule come into play just as he has with every other fucking rule from <laughs> the flake gate to fucking tuck rule to fucking everything else. Film gate, spy gate, whatever. His, his name is going to go down in the same breath of air as John Madden, as Vince Lombardi, as Hank Schramm, as all these big-time dudes. I'm just telling you. Um, just watch. I truly believe that is what's going to happen. And I don't know if it was by accident or I don't know if he calculated it or what. But the truth of the matter is that motherfucker just did some shit that I think is going to be trend setting. Um, so we'll see. Who knows? But work boot Wednesday, man. I'm here to be the realist and get y'all listening over the hump. Um, let's discuss real shit. Quick sugar coating shits. Uh, all you fucking great Americans out there. Let's be real to our neighbor and, and fucking real to our strangers for that matter. Um, we've been on the show an hour and I haven't even got to my meat and potatoes of the show I'm going to get into it I'm looking forward to the discussion uh, especially with mids plugs and everything like that um, you guys stay tuned I'm going to take a piss break I'm going to get a drink I'm going to go let the dogs out I'll be back in fucking three minutes, and uh, you guys stay in tune. I have a fucking trivia question coming up for some video callers. I'll paste, copy, and paste the link into the chat. I appreciate everybody here. Takes time out of their day to come in here and chop it up with me. And you know me. I'm just a slap dick, man, trying to get a nut. And uh, I'm here to discuss the real. But we're going we're gonna to have some good shit here. So stay tuned, listen to this show, and uh, put a clip on for you. I'll be back before it's over. Peace. Hey, you prepare for tomorrow today, but, you know, I got too much going for all that. But anyway, this motherfucker came out and Shanahan came out and said he loves Jimmy G. And Stephen A. stopped everything on the show today and came out and said, lies, you just lied to America. And I'm sitting there like, damn, this motherfucker has not a fucking clue about a player and coach relationship because you didn't fucking play the game. But yet this motherfucker says he's as good as anybody at calling football when he don't know that, when he didn't play the game. And that's the fucking Ego and ignorance of these motherfuckers because you don't know what you don't know, motherfucker. You were never in that locker room. You were never coached and you never played. You don't know what the brotherhood's like. 
You played HBCU shitty ass fucking Division Three basketball, motherfucker, and didn't even start. What up? I see some people left, but fuck them. Nah, there we go. Let my light. All right. Back on the realest podcast in the world. Don't get it ripping. Don't get it twisted. Um, Joel Schumann, Work Boot Wednesday in the house. Um. Going back to the whole Washington Commanders deal, is that really the best you could do over a two and a half year span? That is the name that I could have caved you two years ago, sipping on slapdick and smoking a stick, motherfucker. I could have gave you a million names better than Commanders. So you go from the Redskins... That was controversial to the Indian population, to the commanders who killed them motherfuckers. <laughs> Holy fuck, you gotta be some dumb motherfuckers, man. Holy shit. I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, work boot Wednesday. I'm gonna make it a trend. We're gonna wear a hard hat in this motherfucker. Sip on slap. Maybe smoke a stick. Everybody in here hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Yeah, they should have just stayed the football team. Fuck it. Be different. Um, this is not new gear, by the way, uh, Corey OTR. This is old gear, but the new gear is coming. It's getting created. It is legit. It's all NFL material that I was helped out with by a buddy. So we're going to have legitimate gear for you so check it out um work boot wednesday man i'm here to be the realist like i said i want to get you guys over the hump let's discuss some real shit let's quit sugarcoating everything america let's be real to our fucking neighbor neighbors and strangers myself and many like myself out there a lot of you guys in this room might be the same we are called line toters all right, and I've been thinking about this today. We are called line toters. We tote the line. 
we play both sides of the fence. And because we don't take a definitive side to something or someone um, or a fucking belief for that matter. We don't, we don't, we don't take a side to Trump. We don't take a side to Biden or we don't take a side to uh, a belief in something. Um, I don't think that's a line toter. I don't think that's a I don't think we're walking on the fence. I don't think we're playing both sides of the field. I I think it's being called the real motherfucker. <laughs> like, I think it's a real motherfucker. And I'm here to break down what the fuck I'm saying. I say shit that either defends or offends everyone every day. How the fuck can I do that? Please, out there, if you've ever heard anything as real as that, I don't think you even can grasp what I just fucking said. Because, see, I say most of my real shit when I get a little tipsy. I'm not tipsy by any means, Lisa. But I want to make sure you guys understand that I'm here to break down some shit that none of you guys even have even thought of or can grasp right now. And you're all sober probably. Maybe some of you on the East Coast is, is drinking. I don't know. I think it's being real. See, that's why I'm an independent thinker. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. Um, I say shit that defends people or offends people, and I might defend the same person I offend in the same motherfucking day. But I'm a realist, motherfuckers. That's what you guys don't get. I'm not a fucking to line toter. I don't walk. I don't play both sides. I've heard that shit over the last few months. Oh, you play both sides. You do this. Really? Y'all hear me say some shit about Trump. And then people hate me. And then half of you love me. But then I say some shit about Biden. And the same people switch up. Now the ones that love me hate me. And the ones that hate me love me. And half of you guys drop your jaw. The others now like me that like me are, are, aren't like... Oh shit, this motherfucker crazy. But didn't I just prove to the world how fake y'all are? <laughs> didn't I just prove how fake you motherfuckers really are? That's what I think I just did. I should get a fucking Emmy for that shit. Pat Perez told me I should get an Emmy and a Grammy every day for, for being on Netflix. <laughs> and we were pretty loaded talking, but Pat Perez is a funny dude, man. He's playing at the Pebble Beach uh, AT&T Open right now. We talked this morning. Good dude, good friend. Um, I should get an Emmy for saying that shit. I think I just proved how fake some of you motherfuckers are. Because you just showed me that you can go from liking me because I talked about Trump and hating me because I talked about Trump. But then when I say some same shit about Biden... Because in the current status we are in, he ain't no better, right? That's why I'm an independent, motherfucker. That's why I don't vote. That's why I told you, motherfuckers, I don't give a fuck about these priests and politicians. They're all fake motherfuckers. They're all racist. They're all rapists. They're all fucking bullshit motherfuckers. They're the ones out there running motherfucking 
pornography rings and shit that you don't see with fucking Epstein in them. And don't get it twisted. It ain't just black, white, and fucking brown, motherfucker. Idiots come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. Let's not get it twisted. But y'all want to fucking drop your jaws when you hear me say some shit that the person that liked me thought I was this way. And then I checked his ass and said some shit about something he thought I, he liked. And now he dropped his jaws and he's like, what? What, JB? Yeah, that's called a real list. That's not stuck in your ways. See, I'm never going to put both feet in the concrete because they get stuck, dog. That's what people don't get. I will, I will always have one foot in when it comes to concrete data because I don't believe there's such a thing. I don't believe in data and stats and all this bullshit. I don't believe you can put both feet in when it comes to saying something without a proven result. I don't believe you can. People ask me all the time, Coach, why, why aren't you fully in on this? Because there is no fully in on it. Only fake motherfuckers go fully in on shit that there is no proof of and, and there's no result of being proven. There's no result of these presidents not being fucking criminal, white-collar criminal motherfuckers. There ain't no result in these fucking shitbird priests that are out here raping these kids that the Vatican's paying billions of dollars of hush money to, motherfucker. There ain't no proof that Biden and Kamala Harris are both racist in their own regard, in way, and both fucking criminal. Kamala has put more blacks in jail than fucking Biden has, motherfuckers. Why don't you guys go look up some real shit? But see, nobody wants to talk about it. Everything's a race thing. Everything's a black and brown, white thing. Nah, it ain't, motherfucker. It's a real thing. And none of you motherfuckers can grasp the concept of it being real. You guys don't want the harsh reality to hit you in the mouth. You want to live in fucking La La Land and Disneyland. You want to motherfucking live with Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. And you want them to whisper sweet nothings to your motherfucking asses. Well, I'm here to give you the real on motherfucking Work Boot Wednesday, National Hump Day. Get you motherfuckers over the fucking finish line. All right. I tell you all the time that priests and politicians are the worst motherfuckers in the world. White collar criminals. But yet brothers out here being thrown in jail for jaywalking. You heard me say it right, right? You heard what I just said, right? All right, let me make sure you heard me. Brothers get thrown in jail for jaywalking because it's a stereotype. The brother that jaywalked has to have a criminal record, right? So let's grab this motherfucker because he black. Shit, let's keep it 100. Let's keep it funky. The white motherfucker could be a politician and a priest and get the benefit of the doubt. Fuck it. He can he could fuck over uh, the Wall Street and he can go fucking insider trade. How many insider traders you know are in jail? <laughs> this is motherfuckers embezzling money of billions of dollars and don't do a day in jail. And it has riddled people I know 
of their whole family heirlooms has literally riddled people's livelihoods. These motherfuckers are still balling. Still balling, like Pac said. But I got homies in jail for stealing a slice of pizza. Now, it's such a hypocritical world we live in and dog-eat-dog world, ain't it? I mean, that's the truth. That's just what I think. Um, I don't believe it matters the color or status. Um, I think all these priests and politicians um, chose the profession. Or there's another thought. They were dragged in it. They were dragged in it by a daddy or a fucking like you. You you can't tell me that listening to Trump speak or his son, who looks like he's straight ready rocked up, like this motherfucker is not only wet up, he's on some ready rock. If you guys don't know what ready rock is and you're from the hood, go look it up. It, oh yeah, Martha Stewart did time, but you guys don't know why Martha Stewart did time. Let's let's keep it one hundred. Let's make sure we understand why Martha Stewart did time. Does anyone in here know? Does anyone in here want to really sit down and think about why Martha Stewart did time? Can anyone answer the question? If anyone answers the question, but you listen now, I'm going to write down the answer. So you guys know I'm not, I'm not going to adjust my, my, my answer. Okay. All right, if anybody can guess why Martha Stewart did time, the, what I, the way I'm thinking, I'll give you a free bottle of slapdick. Just keeping it real. All right, so you guys got some time here. Lisa, you're getting closer, but you're not, not exactly what I, what I thought. So... I'll get to it though. If you guys, if somebody puts it on there, I'll I'll, uh, I'll put it on there. Um, nobody said what I'm. Insider trading is not. We all know what what the fuck the charges were. I'm saying, you know how many motherfuckers have done insider trading and not gone to jail because of their affiliation. What I'm saying is, why did Martha have to go do a year in jail? Like, by the way, that's a slap on the fucking hand, and she went to Club Med, by the way. But what I'm saying is, why did she actually go to jail and no other of her white counterparts that did the same shit or worse go to jail? Maybe that, I wanted to clear it up. Oh, she only did six months. <laughs> Can I tell you why she didn't go? Why she went to jail? I'm gonna. I wrote it down. Okay, I wrote it down. Alan, you're close, but it has to do with something else. We all know it's insider trading, Dave. I'm trying to give you guys a fucking free bottle, dog. We know it's insider trading. We know it's fraud. My point is, how many other white motherfuckers didn't go to jail for the same shit? Why did she go to jail? Richard, scapegoat, closer. No, we, dog, quit giving me the, get, quit giving me the charges. Brandon, quit giving me the charges. 
Okay, we know what she went to jail for. B5 said racism. <laughs> You're closer, but she's white. So, I mean, what, what are you talking about? She wanted to throw under an African-American. Uh, Brad, you could say black or brother, homie. Come on, though. Everyone knows this is my show, dog. I, we don't got to fucking uh, be politically correct here. You know why, dog? Who she have a cooking show with, homie? Snoop Dog, Snoop Doggy Dog, Snoop Doggy Dog was her road dog. You don't think she went to jail because her and Snoop had a large, huge cooking show? You don't think she went to jail because Kmart was closing down and she had motherfucking shit all in the motherfucker and she had to sell it? Those motherfuckers don't want to really break down real shit. And then I'll be called a dumbass by these uh, so-called fucking mostly pro-Trump fucks on Twitter. But anyway, I'll be the dumbass. But in reality, when you look at it, you're like, fuck. None of those other motherfuckers did. Uh, who was my man at? Uh, no, that they had Snoop and Martha has been close for a long time. They've had a lot of things going Lisa, by the way, they've had a lot of things going. I don't know if you know this, but her and Snoop was doing some things in Kmart before it actually became public. And everyone else knew it in the world, but it just wasn't a thing. But anyway, we share the same manager, by the way. So I think that's the only reason I'm telling you some things I know. Um, hey, now Martha Stewart's like, gee, I'm just going to be real with you. But she's a G because we made her a G. Perception made her a G. Because motherfuckers, they don't want to look at that shit, dog. I'm just telling you. Man, I don't know. We're going to get off it. I not even wanna, I was gonna, I wasn't even going to talk about um, that shit. Come on, Brandon. You can't pay $1.99 every time, dog. Um, there has to be a way. Somebody help Brandon Davis become a member. Um. Listen, going back to the show, all right? We're, we're Work Boot Wednesday here. Hard Hat Wednesday, Work Boot Wednesday. We're getting it cracking. Now, is everybody here ready for the real shit before I take live callers and we talk about this trivia and I give away a bottle and some fucking gear? All right, hopefully some of you women call in. Lucy, Lisa, you guys need to call in because I'm giving away some smaller type of apparel that I have, and I don't think you guys are very big ladies. Um, if you are, kudos to you. I like bigger ladies. I don't like fat motherfuckers, but I do like thick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to keep it real. Um, you see why Netflix was the highest rated show in America, I guess. But anyway, because I used to be in my fucking jacuzzi sipping on straight slap. Right, Jason Taylor? <laughs> All right, look. Here we go. Let's get it cracking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys some real shit here. Let me get it cracking. What, what could I play? Have you ever heard of this? Show? You heard this song, Spree Made? Banger right here. Bailey said, careful here, coach. <laughs> Bailey, I appreciate you, with you. Us and what's up with you. Top us off the cuff, hit you. Like a whisk to the neck, couple with. I don't know what the fuck's up with your iPhone and your 
whole thing, but I don't know. Lisa, you better come a member, girl. All right. Here we go. All right. We need to quit hiring a fucking color. See, this is the thing that's going to fucking separate me from everybody else in America that does a podcast or does any has any platform of any sort, all right? People always want to discuss what I do and the shit I say and am I a line toter? Do I play both sides? No, I'm a realist. I don't give a fuck what color you are. You could be purple and can coach me if you're that motherfucker. If you possess what it takes, you're the, you have the it factor and you do something different than everyone else. Yes, Lisa, I am. Are you thick, Lisa? Holla. So I just want to make sure <laughs> we understand we need to stop hiring color. We have to start hiring a result and who earns them. Who earns results? Is he black? Is he white? Is he brown? Is he a fucking alien? I don't give a fuck. The Rooney rules are slapping the motherfucking people's face. The NFL putting in racism and equity and equality and all this shit on the back of their helmets and the back of the end zones is fucking fraudulent. It should be Roger Goodell and Troy Vincent should be castrated. You are a mockery. Don't put in racism in your end zones, motherfucker. And interview the titled OC for the fucking Los Angeles Rams, who you fucking know don't call a goddamn play during one motherfucking game and has never earned a result as a head coach in the fucking NFL. You should be fucking castrated. What do you mean, coach? Let me just break it down real quick before I get into my preach. Preaching moment here. Mind you, I don't write shit down. I just get to drinking the whiskey and I give you the real shit and it's probably real than anything else. If I had a bigger platform, it would be the fucking most watched shit on TV. But, yeah, NFL, in racism. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. I don't know if you guys have seen, the motherfucker who started Black Lives Matter is a white motherfucker who just got in crack for embezzlement. Like, you motherfucker. Because see, black folks that really want to change, they know the real. Black folks who are out here robbing Nordstrom's and taking bricks and throwing them through things. These are the 17 to 21 year old cats that I try to affect who don't really know the real. They don't know. They think Black Lives Matter is created by a black motherfucker. No, it's not, dog. It's a fucking bullshit game, like Alan said. Motherfuckers don't give a fuck about Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter should have been a movement by black folks who do things to affect change. In the black community. That's not what it was designed for. It was designed for a whole nother fucking thing. But. Quit hiring a color. Quit hiring a motherfucker. 
because of their color. And that's why I separate myself when it comes to being a realist and being a political figure. I'm not a political motherfucker. In racism, NFL. Motherfucker, please. You motherfuckers as fake as a two, $3 bill. I'm going to break down shit that you guys have never heard before because that's what I do. I take some things without putting people on full blast, without using people and putting their knowledge that they've given me out there. I just want to make sure that you guys understand I say black, white, brown coaches are all shitty. Am I racist or am I real? <laughs> I know y'all have heard me call out every motherfucker regardless of color, race, or creed. Have you guys all not? Have you all not heard me? I call out the shittiest black quarterback to the shittiest white quarterback. I call out the shittiest white coach to the shittiest black coach. I don't give a fuck. We all bleed red. Racism's a learned trait. It's a taught trait. It's a fucking learned mechanism. We don't, we're not born coming out the womb being racist. Let's just be real. But I want to break down this whole thing to all you football novices out there who ask me, Coach, what do you mean that the titled OC gets more interviews and consideration than Brian Flores is getting. Number one is because what have you done for me now? Number two, the, the, the Rams are in the Super Bowl. So any coach that coaches on the Rams, obviously, quote unquote, are the, is the best thing going. <laughs> he knows how to win. That is where we go wrong. That is why we're so fucked up in America. I'm going to go back to the key word here, titled. The second key word, OC. The third key word, DC. When you are titled, that means the head coach, like the Bruce Arians of the world, who put a lot of black coaches as titled coaches to get them positions of hierarchy in the NFL, we title coaches. I've titled them as a head coach for years. Even though I call every single play, I install every single formation play, offensive fucking schematic, but I title you as the OC, Johnny. Why do you do that, coach? Because he can get jobs. It helps them elevate themselves to get some jobs. So the titled OC for the fucking Los Angeles Rams is a fucking slapdick. I know him personally. I don't get along with them. I don't like them. But I do have a good friend on the staff, a few of them. Shout out Eric Yarbs, Yarber, the wideout coach. Bottom line is Eric Yarber could call the offense better than the titled OC who does absolutely dog shit. And guess what he's doing? He's interviewing for jobs. Well, McVeigh, why didn't you title Eric Yarber as the OC? I am curious to see Eric Yarber a man of color who is the wide receiver coach at the Los Angeles Rams, who has arguably the best receiver statistically in NFL history, why he hasn't got any consideration as doing shit. See, nobody wants to bring this shit up. But you got the OC, titled OC, getting interviews with the Bears, the Colts, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 
the Vikings and the Giants. But Brian Flores is having to sue motherfuckers because he has the lack of interviews. Well, what's title OC mean, coach? That means you get the title, but you really don't do shit, motherfucker. That's what it means for all you fucking know-it-all motherfuckers who put your foot in your mouth before you actually know what the fuck you're talking about. The OC at the fucking LA Rams is motherfucking Sean McVay. The OC for the Kansas City Chiefs is fucking Andy Reid. The OC for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is fucking Bruce Arians. And if you want to question me on it, come on, let's holler. Because none of you motherfuckers can bring the fucking facts to the table that I can. Number three is mids plugs to combat you. Are you ready, motherfucker? I would be pretty pissed as a black human being, as a black man, as a black coach for this reason alone. Not because you're better than the white coach. Not because the white coach is better than you. But there's one black coach in the NFL. To me, that don't mean diddly shit. That does not mean shit to me. See, I'm here to be a realist. I'm here to tell you the real. I'm here to tell you, regardless of color, the best fucking football coach should get the position. Period. Having said that, I would be very fucking pissed... I can't say some fucking advanced words right now. My vocabulary is going to be slurred because of my whiskey intake. But I'm going to tell you I'd be very pissed off as a brother when a titled OC who has never earned a fucking result in the NFL as a head coach gets more consideration than my black ass gets. I would be very fucking pissed off. Would you not be, Alan? It's a mockery and a slap in the face, the Rooney rule, the end racism in the end zone, the fucking equality, all this bullshit that you give. Just because you give a fucking female a job coaching in the NFL, motherfucker, don't mean that you're fucking equitable and that you are fucking aligning your fucking lives with black lives. It don't fucking mean the same. No offense, women, lovely ladies out there. I, I, I push for you guys to be breadwinners. I really do. I don't believe you belong as a coach in the NFL. I really don't. I just believe it's a job that you don't belong in. Having said that, that is the NFL's out to fucking over black men. See, none of you motherfuckers want to talk about that shit, though. Nobody in here wants to talk about that shit. See, nobody in here is real enough to discuss it with me on a real fucking heart-to-heart basis. So you guys think that hiring a female NFL is a progressive way to take off the fucking blackness of your league. The blackness of your league will never end, motherfucker. It's 75% black played. Black players own your field, The grass you play on is owned by black feet, black cleats. But yet there's not a black owner. There's one black coach. Shit. 
it's really, really disheartening, right? If you're a realist, not if you're a line toter, not if you're playing both sides, if you are a realist, then you'll feel what I'm saying. We have motherfuckers who don't call a play because of their title on paper and on their resume on the website of the Los Angeles Rams. He has more consideration for head coaching job than Brian Flores, who, by the way, has beat Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time, three times in a row. Let me drop the mic, motherfucker. Did you hear what I said? He has already earned results as a head coach. Now, come here, Bottom. You can't fucking coach in the NFL without earned results. Just so we're clear. College football, you can be a great recruiter. You can earn over the players' trust. And come in and win games. I truly believe you can win in college if you've never had a head coaching job at college level before. Come here, bottom. Come here, bottom. I do not believe it's the same way in the NFL. I don't believe you can be a successful head coach in the NFL without having head coaching experience. It's two different worlds. It's galaxies apart. You have to deal with grown men making millions of dollars where you have to control over kids in college over with their scholarship and NIL now and transfer portal shit. It's two different worlds. I truly believe that you cannot do the same thing as you can in the other. Having said that, okay, having said that, we got to stop hiring color. I don't care if there's one black coach in the NFL. If the one black coach in the NFL is the only one worthy of being a head coach that is happens to be black, that is the life we live. It's a dog-eat-dog world. See, nobody wants to hear that real shit. But I know for a fact that Brian Flores, just being one of a couple, is better than this fucking title OC for the Los Angeles Rams. He's earned results. Has anyone looked outside the box on hiring you fucking good old boy network owners? Have any of you thought, fuck, Brian Flores probably has the heartbeat of the locker room, A, in a 75% black plate league. B, he may have learned quite a few things as winning eight out of nine football games in the NFL <laughs> and might he might be better than he was last year. Has any of you fucks with PhDs and millions of billions of dollars thought of that, motherfucker? No. Let's hire the DC of the fucking Indianapolis Colts who Justin Fields can't even pronounce his last fucking name. Let's hire him who has not a fucking clue on how to control or manage or organize an NFL franchise's roster. And let's hire a fucking OC for the Los Angeles Rams who has never fucking installed an offense or called a play. And Brian Flores, I'm sorry. I know you beat Belichick three times. I know you had the Dolphins on the verge of the playoffs with a fucking hurt quarterback for most of the year. But you know what, dog? 
fuck you and the horse you rode in on because we're going to go with the politically correct guy. That is where we stand in not only the NFL. Come on, dog. It's bigger than the NFL. It's where we stand in America. You can't tell me that a fucking black CEO gets a fucking interview over a white CEO. Let's just keep it 100 and funky. Let's just keep it real. But we don't want to do that. So I do understand where black coaches are out there getting are being are pissed. My combat to that is that's why I'm telling you the real. I don't tote the line. I give it 100 percent funky. If whether you're white or black and you can't agree with it, then so be it. You're not a real motherfucker, in my opinion. But I just want to remind everyone out there before y'all put your fat foot in your fat mouth and all of you that don't know anything about the game. That this OC for the Rams has never been a head coach. And everyone knows he don't call a fucking play. So how, I ask you, is he more qualified than Brian Flores? (laughs) I just, I want to understand. I want to understand how the DC for the Colts, who's never been a head coach, more qualified than Flores. He got the Browns job, right? See, this isn't college. You can win in college being a recruiter, a player's coach, etc. You cannot win in the NFL because X's and O's are a dime a dozen. In the NFL, it's relationships. It's the it factor. It's how you structure and organize an organization. Fuck play calling. Anyone in the NFL can call a play. Okay? The NFL is very closely matched regarding talent. Can we all agree to this? See, some of you motherfuckers won't agree to it because you have no fucking idea what it is. The NFL is very closely matched regarding talent. One may have an Aaron Rodgers. One team may have a Tom Brady. One team may have a Mahomes. One team may have a Burrow or a Matt Stafford. But most part... All have freaks of fucking nature playing for their team. Anyone can beat anyone pretty much on any given Sunday. Right? So what is the it factor that separates the wins from the losses? The coach. The practice planning. The relationship building. The motherfucking real... That is what separates itself. You know, the the 49ers were not a more talented football team than the Green Bay Packers. They weren't more talented than the Dallas Cowboys. They definitely weren't more talented than the fucking LA Rams that they've beat six times out of seven. They played for Shanahan, dog. They played for the coach. He's a white coach. 75% of their roster is black. I don't give a fuck what color you are, dog. Alan, did anyone have a problem playing for me that was black? <laughs> Except shitbirds, white or black. I cut more white kids than I did black kids. But anyway, nobody knows that. They want to all talk about fucking me cussing out kids at Walmart on Netflix. The bottom line is that we're building... We're trying to keep it real here on Work Boot Wednesday and getting you guys through the hump, whoever's listening. It's the relationship building and keeping it real and letting these kids and 
grown men know this is what it's going to take to get you to the next level. But I don't I don't get it. Like you motherfuckers really think that Leftwich runs circles around Brian Flores? <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm talking about two black men. <laughs> See how I say it and not even think about the fucking color? Because we got a higher fucking results. One has earned results, one has not. I don't give a fuck what color you are. Have you fucking earned results? Has anyone thought about all the motherfuckers who have come through Alabama or have played for Pete Carroll at USC? Did anyone even discuss the color of the coach? But it's been 90% black played. It was a white coach. The most successful college football coaches have been white. Now, is that because black coaches get fucked up and have a shit deal and have been held down? Possibly. Uh, let's keep it real. Possibly. Yes. Has there been black coaches out there that nobody knows about that are probably Pete Carroll and, and, and Nick Saban? Probably. But for what we know about what is tangible and what we can put our fucking fingers on, the white coaches have got the most out of these black kids that we have seen. And we got to start hiring results and not color. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin should be a prime example that there are black coaches out here who could fucking coach. Let's give them a chance and not hire the title OC and let's hire the motherfucker that's the most worthy who can earn results because we live in a results-oriented world, dog. Let's just be funky and keep it 100. Um, this is Ash. He's a puppy. This is not Bonham, dog. Bonham's 150 pounds. This guy's 40 pounds. He's only 10 weeks old. Ash is about $8,500 if you want to buy him, dog. He's a trimural, brother. And if he's Stogie's last puppy, you could offer me $100,000. i am keeping him. I'm just waiting for uh, results of that. Come on. Motherfucker's foot, dog. <laughs> I know. Come on. Let's go. Um, God damn it, you Harry. I know you Papa's boy. So anyway, um, it is what it is, dog. I mean, I don't know. I'm just keeping it real. So look, I'm, ke- I'm going to copy and paste the uh, live stream call app in there. Um, I would not sell him for 100 grand if he's Stogie's son. I, 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 on my daughter, I wouldn't do it, JC. I would not sell him for a hundred thousand. Bonham, come here, come here, Bonham. You want some? Come here, come here, Papa. Come here, Bonham. Come here. Yeah, this is like uh, Jaws when when he comes. This motherfucker right here is one hundred and fifty pounds, dog. Come here.
not he not even on his he's on two fucking <laughs> Say hi. He's solid rock and he's 150 pounds and he's a year old. This motherfucker's got another year of growing. I he might be 200 pounds, dog. I don't know. This is Callie. She's 120 pounds, dog, and she's a female. Um, all right, you guys get out, dude. I got a show to do. I got some shit going on. Brandon's in the house. He wants to ask me some questions. I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna take a couple calls here, but I got some trivia. Brandon, you're excluded from the trivia. Brandon, who were you? Were you the Marines? I'm in the Navy, bro. You're in the Navy. Oh, okay. Back in the day, we thought the Navy was like like. The soft homos, you know what I'm saying? I'm keeping it real with you, but you know, no homo, but I'm just keeping it real. I know you not. Um, my brother was in the Marines down there in Camp Pendleton. My other brother's in the Air Force. He was a fighter pilot. Um, my dad was in the Army. So I give you nothing but love, brother, for being in the, in the forces. Um, and by the way, I know that's a fucking stereotype because I know some Navy badasses. Obviously, the Navy SEALs are the, probably the baddest motherfuckers in the world. So what's up, dog? What you got? I know you got some questions. Yeah, yeah. I've been writing for this uh, sports article thing. I just got a couple questions for you. Uh, so my first question would be, what are your expectations for the USFL as a whole, and do you think as an organization we're going to have success? The USFL? Yes. Well, has The Rock ever failed at anything that you know of? No. See, he has. See, people don't realize... The Rock failed, dog. He, he didn't make the NFL roster. He had a lot of failures, and that is what has made him succeed. And so um, had a great conversation with The Rock one day. Um, good dude, man. Uh, he hired him and a, a female, by the way. A female is the co-owner of the USF, or, I'm sorry, of the XFL. You asked me of the USFL? Yeah, USFL. Well, I just yeah, fucked USFL. that. I just fucked that whole punchline up, dog, because I'm drinking. So, but I'll get back to the Rock. I won't fuck it up too much. The USFL is not owned by the Rock. Um, but anyway, the USFL is is a it's a it's a fucking gamble, bro. I don't know because the the bottom line is the original owner of the USFL, who I've actually interviewed with and know, he is no longer a part of it. So that tells you something. Number one. Number two, Fox Sports took over and bought him out and will fund. They will fund the USFL for one season. If the owners, and I'm telling you this shit because I know because I actually got interviewed for a job. The owners of the USFL have one year to create the income in order to pay as coaches, its players, its administration the same as Fox Sports is going to pay them this one year. If the if the owners cannot come up with the money after year one, Fox Sports drops them and the USFL will fold. So you just got some insight that nobody else can give you. And I'm just letting you know that this year's team this year's games will be played in um, Birmingham, yeah, Alabama. All games. All the games will be played in one site. They will not travel this year, and that'll save costs. 
So a lot of people out there listening don't know this shit, but I'm giving you the real because I actually interviewed for a job there. I'm just letting that out there. Nobody knows that. But anyway. Can, can, can you tell me what team you interviewed for, Coach? Uh, they, they don't interview. We didn't interview for teams. We interviewed for the league, and then they place you in a city that they think you can sell tickets at. Okay. So uh, there was a lot of us in there that interviewed, the, uh, and then they picked. Are they, planning to play huh? in the USFL? Say it again. Do you have any players that are uh, trying to play in the USFL? I have a few that are actually pl- trying to play in it. Um, I can't actually say their names right now, man, because it's a it's against the policy because they're going through a tryout process. So I can't. But uh, I don't know if you know, it's that league starts very shortly. They're, the coaches are actually hiring coaches now and putting together rosters. And they'll have a draft here in February. Okay. Uh, and my, my last question would be, do you think it's sustainable to have multiple big football organizations in America with the NFL kind of having a monopoly? Um, has any other league ever thrived that you know of? Negative. I, I, I have to say negative on that one is using the armed forces lingo. No, I, I think negative. I don't think any team can play. I think the teams have too much of a high, lofty expectation. I think that these teams need to realize who they are and stay in their lane and get good at something. That's why the Arena League had a lot of success for 20 years. The Arena League was a great, fun league, and it became... I believe they started to try to get too big, and the NFL fucking swallowed them. You cannot compete with the NFL. I don't give a fuck what league you are, what people you are, what money you have. The Rock and all the Rocks in the world cannot compete with the NFL. So, um, it is what it is, man. A lot of people in the chat are, are, are telling you thanks for your service, brother, so I appreciate you. And, uh, hey, appreciate it. And I uh, hope that helped you, man. Oh, yeah, well, and just one quick one. If the opportunity was right and they offered you a job, would you coach in the USFL or maybe even the SFL when it gets up and going? Maybe. I may. I may think about that. It just depends. Now, I know what they're paying the head coaches, so, yes, I would, I'm would. i not going to lie to you. I would do it because I know what they pay, and they're paying pretty good. At least year one they are. So, um, yeah, it has to be the right situation. But hey, you're out there on the water. You gotta hit. You gotta hit the mute button after you answer the question, so everybody else can hear. Because you guys are loud as fuck out there, and uh, it is what it is, brother. I appreciate the call, dog, and I'll chop it up with you later. Peace. Appreciate. Um. Wait, what happened, Rock? Rockhead? Oh, I see, Lisa. Mute yourself. Yeah, I had to tell him. I didn't even see that. Um, hey, he's a young kid, man. Out there grinding. He don't know better. You only know what you know and don't know what you don't know. Who wants to win a bottle? You better get in this fucking chat. Um, call in now. I posted it in the chat. I got a trivia question for all you sports heads out there. Look at this, dog. We got 100 people in the chat and not one motherfucker is ballsy enough to call in and win some money. Um. Yeah, it was loud, Brandon. You 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 definitely got a slap dick uh, of the year award or the week award. Um, who's gonna call in, dog? If not one person calls in out of a hundred and something people, we got a problem, Houston. Um, 
I know somebody wants a bottle of slap dick, dog. I know somebody's willing to to jump off the cliff, dog. I know you guys have to um Somebody has to want to. Somebody has to want to try a, a bottle. Wants to get a bottle. Um, you guys can hit the link, join the chat, come in live, and we'll chop it up. I'm only gonna go till two hours, so we got seven minutes. I'm not giving you the fucking question now, dog. What I look like, fucking boo boo the fool. You got me fucked up. I'm not giving you the question until I fucking see your face and look at you eye to eye. Um, Joel Schumann. What up, dog? What's up, coach? How you been? Man, I'm chilling, brother. Chilling. That's awesome, man. It's uh, it's good to talk to you. I really appreciate everything that you do for us in the chat. I've been with you for a little hot minute, but uh, appreciate you. I got bro. a question. I got a question for you, bro, and it's about um recruiting. Yeah. So colleges have like a huge budget, or at least the the big ones do, for recruiting. But it seems like uh, the actual tactics and the way that recruiting actually works is really hush hush. And I know there's a lot of bullshit with like uh, kids getting paid and stuff like that too. But why don't they talk more about the process of recruiting with these uh, schools? And uh, can you give us any information about, you know, recruiting tactics and how, how all that works? Yeah. Well, everyone's his own person as far as how they do recruiting, man. I think it's very political now as far as how the recruiting world works at the NCAA level, uh, non-caring assholes of America at the four year level in the, in the institution itself. There's first of all, I want to clarify there's, there's what's called selector schools, um, which is the Alabamas of the world, uh, the Georgias, the XFLs, uh, XFLs. I, I got another guy talking to me over here. The the Georgias, the Alabamas, the LSU's um, used to be. Well, it still is Ohio State's. Those are probably. I would say there's five selector schools in America right now. That means, and I've explained this before. That means if let's just say Vanderbilt and Tennessee are recruiting the shit out of you all year long, and you've committed to them. Um. And then Nick Saban calls you 23rd hour before signing period and offers you, you sign with Alabama. And, yeah, absolutely. And they've done no work at all in getting to know you or anything. Um, that is a selector school, okay? There's five of them right now, I would say, off the top of my uh, head. That would be Alabama, Georgia, LSU, uh, Ohio State, and Clemson. I would say um, those are the five selector schools. Now, it used to be USC, Florida State, Miami, Florida, Nebraska. Um, even back in the day, it used to be Colorado. See, people don't really realize that. But now, um, nowadays, it's, uh, it's, there's a selector school. So if you can get past a selector school and you're talking, the question you asked is about a normal – power five or group of five school, you got to have an individual, uh, Shut up, motherfucker. you got to have an individual philosophy. And my philosophy has been different than most. I won't give away too many goodies to all the, uh, dick writers out there, but, um, 
I wouldn't agree, Greg Lloyd. I don't believe Notre Dame's a selector school at all anymore. Um, but who's gonna? Are you gonna go to Notre Dame or Ohio, Ohio State, Greg? <laughs> That's how you clarify real fast how, if it's a selector school. So anyway, um, you know, I had a, I had a, I had a, I had a deal about five. I had five bullet points on recruiting. Find them. I should ask TJ and, and Alan in here to fucking read them off, but I should have, you, you got to find them. You got to co- locate them. You got to contact them. And then you got to sign them. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that there's a lot to what I just said. So me, you right now can find anyone in America. You can find anyone in America that's going to be offered or recruited by Alabama. How, mm-hmm. how coach shit, I can get online right now and fucking go on Twitter and find the players, right? But can you locate them? Finding and locating them are two completely different worlds apart. You can find them. We can all find them. Can you locate them? What does that mean, coach? That means do I know where the fuck they are? Are they at mama's house? Are they at uncle's house? Are they at the homie's house? Okay, now that I located them, the third and hardest part is, can you contact them? We can find and locate them all day long, but can you contact these motherfuckers? And 99% of them cannot contact them before Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, Kirby Smart does. See what I'm saying? And that comes into budgeting, that comes into resources, that comes into boosters that have billion dollar oil refineries they own who can throw an nil at you now and a bunch of other shit um that people don't really realize so that is kind of a in a nutshell um how that works so you have to have philosophy i use incentives so if you found them um joel then I would yeah. give you a certain amount of dollars. If you located them, I would give you a certain amount of dollars. If you contacted them, I'd give you a certain amount of dollars. If you signed them, I would give you a certain amount of dollars. If you did all the above, I gave you more dollars. Yeah. And that is incentives that I gave to my staff. Now, if I was at a four, if I was at a four-year school like an Alabama or a big-time school like that, shit, my assistants would be getting broke off. And that would be out of my own pocket. Because at the end of the day, the wins and losses fall into your name, not your assistant's name. So, yeah, right. Um, people don't talk about recruiting because nowadays it's feast or famine. It's it's it, it, it's it's dog eat dog world, and the people with the big bucks win. I, I I still believe in my heart, in my life, in the life for the life of me, I believe that I would go beat out Nick Saban on someone. Now, will I will I get every kid? No. I will beat them out on someone. And then after years of t- doing that, you would start to thinning the pot as far as these talent level that goes to Alabama. See, nobody's doing that right now. Nobody has thinned the pot. Nobody has, has, has done that. Clemson did it for a few years and, and they won a couple of natties. Um, Saban's been doing that shit for years. Yeah, well, they're they're, they're selector of selectors, so they've been getting all the kids. See, nobody has really plucked a kid. See, you got to go, and I'm talking about a smaller school like a Toledo or uh, I hope I answered it, dog, but but most schools don't talk about it because they're politically correct and so forth. So um, I'm going to get to the next call, but I appreciate you. I'm going to keep talking about it, though.
Yeah, thanks a lot, brother. I appreciate it. All right, Joel, stay up, brother. All right, brother. Um, Brad, what up, dog? Hey, you look like Grizzly Adams, homie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Big fan from Boone, North Carolina. Oh shit! Hey, I got I I've had some great players out of Boone. Hey, great talent in Boone, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate. It. How can I help you? What's your question, brother? The trivia question. Oh shit! Let's do it. Slap Richard. Let me let me bring him in. Slap Richard. You look like a slap. Your shit's upside down. Are you are you trying to get on this too? Yeah, coach. I, I got a I got a couple questions for you, but uh, he can go ahead and, and get it. I'm washing my hands real quick. You've been jacking off, motherfucker. What are you doing? <laughs> nah, I'm about to grill some stuff real quick. Hey, so um, all right. You stay tight. You hold tight. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna do the question. Brad wants to question the trivia. He wants the whiskey. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out the. Uh, Trivia question, man. Now, Brad, I don't know how we're going to do this fairly. I, I, I would say put your hands out of the, into the camera so I know you can't Google the question. I think that's the fairest way to do it. I don't know. Give me a minute. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Brad, are you a, are you an NBA fan? No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> um. Well, I don't know if this is going to help you. This is an NBA question. I'm not an NBA great NBA fan, but there's there. Listen, I'll help you out on this. All right. Now, whoever else gets the question uh, in the chat within 15 seconds, I think if Brad can't do it. I'll give Brad 30 seconds, all right? I'm going to give Brad 30 seconds. But, Brad, this is probably going to take some common sense. I'm going to let you think about it. As long as I know you're not Googling it, then uh, I think uh, I'll give you the bottle, all right? So, uh, you ready? Yeah. I'm going to put it on the screen. Here we go. Three, two, one. Trivia question right there. Name the NBA mascots that don't end with an S. See, this is my own question, dog. That's, I come up with real shit. Come on, TJ, stop being a slap. Three teams, Brad. I'll give you. I'll give you help. Three teams that don't end with an S. Hard question, huh? That's fucking pretty hard. Oklahoma City. They're pretty hard. <laughs> Don't worry. Keep going. I, I, I won't rush you. I know there's people going to be typing it in here already. One person already typed it in. Justin Fuckstick. Stop being a fuckstick, Justin uh, Beatty. Um, I'll give you. A, I'll give you. A, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a hint, Brad. Two of the teams are in Florida. <laughs> Hey, it's a hard question, dog. A lot of you cats don't I mean, know. A lot of cats wouldn't know this. Basketball. My the bad. There's actually, there's actually four teams, but I'm only asking for Eight. three. Huh? Hey. Yep. Poppy Chulo got it right. There's actually a fourth team, by the way, Poppy. 
Um, Oklahoma City's uh, Thunder, by the way. Yeah, Oklahoma City was one. Oklahoma City one. Yeah. It's – everybody's talking shit. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to have to figure out how to do the trivia question. It's all right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have the guests call in. And then I'll ask the question. And then, hey, hey, uh, hey, um, just for trying out and having the fucking balls to call in, Brad, I'm giving you a bottle, brother. Um, I know damn well this motherfucker didn't say Laker, Bull, and Raptor. God damn. I know you're <laughs> fucking with me. Hey, uh, Brad, I'm going to, uh, Brad, I'm putting my email in here. Email me your address, and I'm going to send you a bottle, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. All right, brother. Peace. Boone, North Carolina is in the house. Slap Richard, what up? What up, coach? What's your question, dog? Uh, So I'm a big fan. I'm out of Austin, Texas. A couple questions. Number one, when uh, when is that slap dick going to come to Texas? When you going to get rid of that Frank Diaz-looking haircut, motherfucker? (laughs) <laughs> so I ain't got to cut your ass out Alan, I'm already like Frank Diaz, don't he? Um, you know what? We'll be, in Tex- right. we'll be in Texas soon, man Hopefully Florida and Texas in liquor stores You could buy it online right now But we'll be in liquor stores soon um, All right. I'm also coming out with a uh, slapdick barbecue sauce, man Made with slapdick whiskey So we're, we're, uh, we're working on that right now um, All right. So hopefully soon What else? Cool Cool, cool. So uh, I'm a diehard uh, University of Texas fan, and uh, I know your boys with uh, Sarkeesian. Um, and I definitely – I've heard what you said before about uh, administrators picking the wrong people for head coaching jobs, but I think they, they made the right choice with Sark um, over, over Herman. But recently, um, with last year's not-so-good not uh, season for him – it, it was kind of odd to me that I'm not too sure if it was uh, Sark's call, but it looks like a few weeks ago we got um, we got Gary Patterson, the the former TCU coach, and I just want to know like what your thoughts are on that. If if it's the administrators kind of trying to get Sark halfway out the door, uh, or or what it is, um, because Patterson looks like he took an assistant to the head coach job, which, uh, you know, don't want to have too many, too many chefs in the kitchen. Um, but that's kind of, I know with the university of Texas, we have, you know, our, our board of regents or whoever pays, pays the dollars, the big money donors to, uh, get who they want. So I just wanted to, yeah. wanted to get your intake on that. All right, I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna address it. Uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you off and get to the next guy on, but I'll address your questions. I appreciate you calling in, brother. Appreciate it, coach. Thanks. So back to the Sark thing. You know, I, I love Sark. Grew up with together. I think he's a great dude, great offensive mind. The issue is Sark hires his boys who are his coaches who are his boys, and they fuck him a lot. And I think he hires some coaches that are fucking shitty. And that's my whiskey speaking. And his DC has really fucking uh, fucked him in a lot of places. Washington, SC, here. So Gary Patterson is an analyst. He is not a 10 coach on the field coach. That means you guys don't know what 10 means. 10 is the allotted amount of coaches you can literally have 
on the road recruiting and on the field coaching. Everyone else, Alabama has a thousand of them motherfuckers. But anyway, only 10 of them are allowed to coach and recruit. So Gary Patterson, who is a Western Kansan, by the way, there's a lot of great, great Division One coaches that have came out of the state of Kansas. If you guys don't know that, you should go Google the Willie Fritzes of the world, the Jerry Kills of the world, the Gary Pattersons of the world. A lot of good coaches have come out of Kansas, okay, just like California. But anyway, he needs to start hiring guys that are coaches and not his boys. And that's just being me and being real because he is the great dude. The kids love him. He can recruit. He can call offense. Um, the problem is his defensive side of the football has been horrible or they would have probably been fucking 10-1 and one last year if you guys didn't watch the scores. <laughs> Arkansas, they got obliterated. I believe that's the game they woke them up with. I think if they would have had a well-coached defense, they would have won out. They would have beat Oklahoma State twice and won that section of the conference. That's just my opinion. Um, but I don't believe it has anything to do with the boosters or any of that shit. So um, I'm not going to get into that. Um, Aaron Easy, what up? What's up, Coach? Chilling, brother. Chilling. How you doing? I'm doing great. Just did some grocery shopping, ready to go home. Oh, okay. Where you live? Where you at? At Oceanside. Oh, you at Cali. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my one question, I'm a big Ravens fan since 2001 when I was little. What can the Ravens do to help? I, I don't want to say fix Lamar, but fix Lamar. I don't think you can fix Lamar, man. You 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 either put two feet in or, and you buy all in like they have. I believe Harbaugh has bought in because of their backup quarterbacks. First it was RG3. Now it's uh, the kid out of Penn State. Um, yeah, so I think they've bought in as far as schematics. So that means if, 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 uh, if Lamar goes down, the next quarterback comes in, they run the same shit. So I, most NFL teams, if you look around, you know, let's just say, for instance, Kyler Murray goes out. Who's the backup? It's more of a West Coast guy who can't run. The offense totally changes, right? Just like Chicago Bears. Look, at you got you got Fields, and then you go to Dalton, and all the read option stops, all the RPO stop, everything kind of changes. The Baltimore Ravens are the only team, in my opinion, in the world, in the NFL, that everything is bought into Lamar Jackson, live or die. The issue is I don't believe Lamar is being coached up very well as far as fundamentals, and I would love to coach him. Even in the NFL level, he can present a lot of problems, but at the same time, he has a lot of flaws throwing the football, and without being coached up on the offense that they're literally running um, correctly, he's going to continue to be the scapegoat. And again, another stereotypical black quarterback falls and fails because we don't fucking give him the resources he needs. College football is really fucking these quarterbacks, in my opinion, because we want to go fast. We want to go tempo. We want to be in the shotgun. And we don't really coach anything that has to do with fundamentals because when you get to the NFL, 50% of the game is underneath center. 50% is in the gun. And those are two different worlds. And we're not coaching it up at the college level because we're worried about wins and losses, keeping our jobs, and we're not worried about coaching the quarterback and getting him ready for the NFL. We're worried about recruiting the best athlete and putting him at quarterback. See what I'm saying? So there's a difference. Yeah. Um, but 
We'll see what happens, man. I, I don't know. I love Lamar. I just don't think he'll ever win at this level because of there's a few things. The throwing platform, his delivery, his feet work, his mechanics. And at the end of the day, he's just not good enough throwing the football um, from the pocket. Everything you see he, that he can do successfully is when he breaks and escapes the pocket. And a play breaks down. So um, that's the issue, man. And uh, unfortunately, the quarterbacks behind him are not very good. Sorely or McSorley or whatever. He's not going to win you no fucking games. Like, but he, he, he can do the same offense of scheme. And that's why they have him. So, eh, just a few things, man. But um, I don't know. I love Lamar. I think he's a great fucking dude. I think he's a freak of nature. I think he would be, you know, he would win the Heisman every single year in college football. But in the NFL, it's different, man. It's a different world. You know, the, these, yep. de- these defensive ends are as fast as you are. <laughs> that's the problem. So, I appreciate the call, brother. Ocean side up. All right. Thanks, coach. Peace. Appreciate it. Brian B., what up? North Carolina. Coach, hey, how you doing? What's up, brother? How you doing? Good, man. I had, I had to jump in there. Your man there from Boone, I went to graduate school there, man. He's setting us back. But, uh... Hey, you ain't lying. That motherfucker uh, looked like straight. Hey, I, I was I I knew that motherfucker. Hey, uh, uh Brad, I, I love you for calling, but I knew your ass wasn't going to know shit about no NBA. I'm sorry, stereotypical or not. Your motherfucking Grizzly Adams ass wasn't going to know shit about no fucking black players playing basketball. But, hey, I appreciate you calling, Brad. Much love. I'm sending you a bottle. Hey, I got one coach. You mentioned it uh, with with Sark hiring his boys. Uh, When are we going to start seeing black coaches' kids get jobs, you know? You see the – was the guy Hackett just got a job? Wasn't his dad an OC or a coach? No, his dad was a yeah, head coach. His really dad was a head coach of USC and the New Jersey or the New York Jets. You know, is that is that when the turning point is going to be? Hey. Because you know, some of these coaches' kids could barely throw, and they get on somebody's staff. Hey man, that's a great fucking point. Great question. Probably something I didn't think about. I is, is subconsciously I've known what you're saying for years, right? Uh, but theoretically, I would never have brought it up because I never thought about I never thought about discussing it. But nepotism—you never really see a black coach receive benefits from nepotism. You see white coaches all day. By by the way, Gary Patterson, who just got hired on Sark's staff at when he was the head coach at TCU, he's really good friends with the head coach at Kansas State right now, who left North Dakota State, winning all those titles. He became the head coach at Kansas State. Well, Kansas, the state of Kansas, doesn't allow nepotism. So guess what happened? He couldn't hire him at K-State. He got him a job at Gary Patterson's staff at TCU. <laughs> to me, that's just extended nepotism. So you don't see black coaches get nepotism, and I, I'm glad you brought it up, man. I'm going to bring it up. Um, on the next show and, 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 and with bigger people that I know, I'm going to bring it up on their deal. Like it's, it's pretty amazing that you don't really see the black community reap the benefits of nepotism as you do the white community. Like look at Belichick has two sons coaching Andy Reed. How many sons has he had coaching? 
And uh, you cannot tell me that there's not a black coach that can coach DBs, a black position, better than that motherfucker's son. Who looks like he's straight up off of... Like, that motherfucker look like a straight crackhead. I'm going to be honest with you. But that's that's Belichick's son, and um, it's good old boy network, dog. I mean, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I was looking at Georgia's roster, uh, coaching staff, and you know, Smart brought in Muschamp. Yep. And then hired Muschamp's kid. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's. And Muschamp played for Saban, coached for Saban, played, and was with Kirby for the Dolphins. Uh, he was Kirby's assistant that Nick's hired. So uh, it's just, it, that's what it is, man. It, it's unfortunate. That's the deal. It's just fucked up. That's why you got to have black owners, in my opinion, in the NFL. You got to get some black GMs. You got to get some black coaches who can create some, you know, the Dennis Greens of the world. Um, see, back in the day, before the Rooney rule, why did we have more black coaches than we do now? Like, people don't realize, like, we had more black coaches that were successful than we do now without the Rooney rule. That's that's what's fucked up. Like, goddamn, what are we really doing? So, uh, you know, it, that just shows you that it's a slap in the face and it's a mockery. You know, we got to end, end racism in the end zone. You put equality and all this shit on the back of the helmets. And you got one black coach. Now, like I stated earlier, if there was only one black coach worthy, so be it. But I, I do know Brian Flores being one of them because he's a hot topic, obviously. I do know he's better than a lot of these motherfuckers are interviewing. And I would take Brian Flores 100% over Urban Meyer, even though Urban Meyer had all the success in the world in college. College doesn't translate to NFL. And, and NFL coaching don't translate to college. And people don't realize that shit. They just want to go by the name. Like Josh McDaniels is going to be, to me, it's a horrible hire. I would have kept Bashani or the Italian cat. And uh, he had the heartbeat of the locker room. I would have kept him. But we hire motherfuckers because they're Bilicek's uh, disciples. Bilicek's disciples have been horrible. Absolutely shitty. So it is what it is. I uh, appreciate you, Brian. Thanks, Coach. All right, brother. Talk to you. Ty, what up? Hey, hey what's going on, Coach? Chilling, chilling. Where you from, brother? Hey, Rancho Cucamonga. Oh, shit. You right up the street. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I had uh, I had two questions for you, actually. So first question was, you know, with Tom Brady stepping down, we kind of have another situation where um, we had Mahomes step up in the Super Bowl and everybody was screaming, oh, Mahomes is going to be the next GOAT, right? He's going to be the next kind of Brady, not even though he doesn't really play like him or anything, but arm-wise. Now we have Joe Burrow coming up. And like, you you know, you called it. Bengals getting there. Do you think that Joe Burrow would, I guess, be the next GOAT? Or do you think it's all kind of hype right now and he might get exposed? It's all hype, man. That's why I never, I'm never quick to anoint somebody um, for the simple fact that um, – we, we talk too fast, man. Like, slow down. Like, there's no fucking yeah. way that we're sitting here thinking that Burrow is going to be the next Tom Brady. Now, can he be? Maybe. But he, he'll never be with this current roster construction. I, I believe it's going to be an impossibility to find the next Brady in this world that we live in, at least that we see before we die. And I don't even know how old you are. You look about 30. I don't know. But 26, 26 years old. Yeah, so what I'm saying is even at your life, I'm 20 years older than you. 
I don't believe we'll ever see another Tom Brady because of the fact of free agency, the way that everything works now, um, the, the, the ego of everyone, the social media world that has become even more egotistical, and everyone wants that money. You're not going to have the Tom Brady's taking pay cut after pay cut to get mm. more talent around them. See what I'm saying? Yeah, and then at the exactly same time, right. I'm not mad at those players who want the money because not all of them have a Giselle who's worth 500 million. So you see what I'm saying? So a lot of cats don't want yeah, to talk about that realness, but there's a real factor in there. Like, well, shit, fuck it. I don't got Giselle. I'm I'm from the hood. I, I I'm gonna make my money. Fuck what you're talking about in the Super Bowl ring. I'm gonna go get this money. I'm not mad at that either. Um, where I have the problem is, is when you when you commit to something and then so, let's say a college scholarship and then you fucking don't play in the bowl game uh, yeah. that you've played three and four years with with your players and then with your boys, your brothers, you bleed, sweat, and tear and cry with, and then you back out. That's the issue I have. I, I, I don't think it's going to fucking affect your draft status. I don't even care if you get hurt in the bowl game like the quarterback at North Carolina did. Or Virginia Tech or wherever it was. But at the same time, it's like, come on. Um, that's that's a 1% deal. Um, but at the same time, man, you know, I don't know. I think it'll be a it's, – it's an interesting topic, to say the least. Um, but, uh, you know, who knows, man. It's just all it's, – it's just a fucked up world we live in right now, man. Between the, the public persona and social media, I think it weighs a lot now on these kids – um, moves they make. And so I, I've been calling it. I think Burrow's a, a top three quarterback right now. But 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 listen, man, Ty, I'm going to be on record, and I've said it before, I think. Everybody is saying how good quarterback play is. I think I'm probably on the – I'm in the minority when it comes to I think football quarterback play is horrible. I think it's the worst we've ever seen. And people don't ever want to dive deep into talk about it. And I'm just going to tell you straight out. I think quarterback play is at all time worse. I just think the game has changed and the rules are allowing the quarterback to play at this level that the, the novice eye sees and believes that it's great football. It's not. First of all, number one, I'm going to break it down real quick. Number one, the ball starts at what yard line every every play? At least the 20. Yeah. See, the problem is when we when I grew up and played and when the NFL was at its peak and pinnacle, in my opinion, there was a kickoff and kickoff return team. The fucking play could have started at the one-yard line or the 10-yard line or wherever because we actually had a return team and a wedge buster and motherfuckers gunners running down there blowing up the wedge, and we had real contact football. Nowadays, you could fair catch a kickoff return. You could let it bounce in the end zone. We don't want to return kicks. We don't want to get hurt. So the NFL quarterback gets the ball at an all-time plus or minus 20-yard line start on first down. Number two, he can't be hit no more. You can't hit him low. You can't hit him high. You can't fuck with them. And he is now more confident than ever. <coughs> than ever before. <coughs> That's my opinion. And I believe it has allowed the Tom Brady's to play to 45 years old. See, I don't believe you could have played in the NFL at 45 years old 20 years ago. Oh, wow. That's just my opinion. Um, look at it. Look at Joe Namath. He can't walk. Like, the motherfucker can't walk. 
So I saw there was a was it Lawrence Taylor took a whole quarterback out like ended his career one time with that. Joe Theismann, brother. Yeah. Monday Night Football. Yeah. That was crazy. Lawrence Taylor, by the way, is to me the best football player to ever walk the earth. But that's a whole other discussion. I'm going to talk about Friday. Um, But I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the call, brother. Yeah, no problem. Rancho Cucamonga. I might come out there and go. I go out there sometimes with my boy, man. I go out there and eat at uh, what? Is, that's where I met Pat McAfee at the Yard House. Oh, with the was it the Mills? Yep. Yard. Oh, is that yeah. where Yard House is? Yeah, 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 yeah. The yep. yard, there. yeah. yard House. I went to Ontario Mills at the Yard House, and then I went. Okay. We go over to uh, what's the fish spot over there? The fish market by the Comedy Club. <sighs> is it by the Comedy yeah. Club? Where's the Comedy Club at? There's a comedy club uh, like right at the entrance of the Mills. You know where? Um, is that Friday? No, not Friday. You know, Cheesecake Factory is? Yeah. So right, right. if you just walk like uh, east of that, you got uh, the fish spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't a, think I've tried that spot over there yet. Yeah, it's good. It's a cool little spot, man. I, so I go uh, I go over there and, uh, and uh, drink a little whiskey, have a little couple oysters, you know? Okay, okay. Um, Gorgon, that's the link right there if you want to come on. Uh, but all right, Ty, stay up, man. I appreciate you. All right, you too. Peace. Peace. Anyway, hey, um, everybody on the audio side, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. There's still 100 people in here on YouTube. Appreciate you guys, man. Shit, we're two and a half hours in, and I'm just getting going. But anyway, on the audio side, two and a half hour podcast is very, very long, so... I'm going to end it. YouTube, you guys stay in here. I will stay on with you. If you guys want to come in on uh, on the FaceTime call, let me know, and I'll bring your ass in. We could talk shit, agree, disagree, whatever. Shoot shit, whatever you want to do. Um, but become a member so we can grow this channel. It's a dollar fucking 99. Stop playing. You motherfuckers spend $2 at Starbucks for fucking water. Or do you do some dumbass shit somewhere for more than $2 a month? Shit. Hey, I appreciate everybody on the audio side, man. I appreciate it. And I'll see you Friday for Fearless Fucking Fridays. And uh, we'll see what cracks. Appreciate everybody on the Slapdick Podcast. Peace. Transform you in the I hate a storm, hell Mary's, I make it poor. Good I ain't lying, you little giants, we've been defying. Vice. What's the cost to be the boss? Breaking down the walls, we all lean once the coin guitars. Got the plan of action, never acting. No need to scramble to get traction, we make it happen. From three fours to four threes, we get it cracking. When the snap, call it saran, cause it's a rap. We not